जय राधमाधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधमाधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्ला जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय गोपी जनवल्ला जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजनरंजन जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजनरंजन जय यमुना तीरवनचारी जय कुंज विहारी जय यमुना तीरवनचारी जय कुंज विहारी जय राधमाधव जय कुंज हारे कृष्णा हारे कृष्णा 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 हारे 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 राम हारे राम 
भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भक्तिरुत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैशुकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय 
ನಂದಗೋಪಕುಮಾರಾ ಗೋವಿಂದಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ತ್ರೀ ತಸ್ಮೇ ವ್ಯಾಸೋ ಬದರೀ ಸಂದಮಂದಿತೆ ಆಶಿನೋಪಿ ಅಪಾಶ್ರಶ್ಯ ಪ್ರಣೀಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯೋ ಮನ ಸ್ವಯಂ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಸ್ವ ಆಶ್ರಮೇ ವ್ಯಾಸೋ ಬದರೀ ಷಂಡಮಂದಿತೆ ಆಸಿನೋಪ ಉಪಾಶ್ರಶ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾಣಿಧ್ಯೋ ಮನ ಸ್ವಯಂ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ವಾಶ್ರಮೇ ವ್ಯಾಸೋ ಬದರೀ ಷಂಡಮಂದಿತೆ ಅಶಿನೋಪ ಉಪಾಶ್ರಶ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾಣಿಧ್ಯೋ ಮನ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲಿಟರೇಷನ್ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಸಮನ್ಸ್ ಟು ರೀಡ್ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಸ್ವ ಆಶ್ರಮೇ ವ್ಯಾಸೋ ಬದರೀ ಸಂದಮಂದಿತೆ ಆಸಿನೋಪ ಉಪಾಸ್ಪೃಶ್ಯ ಪ್ರಣೀಧ್ಯೋ ಮನ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲಿಟರೇಷನ್ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಆಶ್ರಮ ಸ್ವೇ own ashrame in the cottage vyasaha vyasadeva badari beri shanda trees mandite surrounded by ashinaha sitting apa upasprishya touching water pranidhadhyo concentrated manaha the mind swayam himself translation in that place srila vyasadeva in his own ashrama which was surrounded by berry trees sat down to meditate after touching water for purification purport under instructions of his spiritual master srila narada muni vyasadeva concentrated his mind in that transcendental place of meditation i will also read the next shloka because the purport is a little bit bigger so bhakti yoge na manasi samak samak pranihite male apasyat purusham purnam mayam cha tad apasryam thus he fixed his mind perfectly engaging it by linking it in devotional service bhakti yoga without any tinge of materialism and thus he saw the absolute personality of godhead along with his external energy which was under full control purport perfect vision of the absolute truth is possible only by linking the process of devotional service this is also confirmed in the bhagavad gita one can perfectly realize 
the absolute truth of personality of Godhead only by the process of devotional service. And one can enter the kingdom of God by such perfect knowledge. Imperfect realization of the absolute by the partial approach of the impersonal Brahman or localized Paramatma does not permit anyone into the kingdom of God. Sri Narada advised Srila Vyasadeva to become absorbed in the transcendental meditation on the personality of Godhead and his activities. Srila Vyasadeva did not take notice of the effulgence of Brahman because that is not absolute vision. The absolute vision is the personality of Godhead as it is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 7.19 Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samatma Sudurlabaha In the Upanishads also it is confirmed that Vyasadeva, the personality of Godhead, is covered by the golden glowing Hiranmayena Patrena, veil of impersonal Brahman. And when that curtain is removed by the mercy of the Lord, the real face of the Absolute is seen. The Absolute is mentioned here as the Purusha or person. The Absolute personality is mentioned in so many Vedic scriptures and in the Bhagavad Gita. And the Purusha is confirmed as the eternal and original person. The absolute personality of Godhead is the perfect person. The supreme person has manifold energies, out of which the internal, external and marginal energies are specifically important. The energy mentioned here is the external energy as will be clear from the statements of our activities. The internal energy is there along with the absolute person as the moonlight is there with the moon. The external energy is compared to the darkness because it keeps the living entities in the darkness of ignorance. The word apashtrayam suggests that this energy of the Lord is under full control. The internal potency or superior energy is called maya, but it is the spiritual maya or energy exhibited in the absolute realm. When one is under the shelter of this internal potency, the darkness of material ignorance is at once dissipated. And even those who are atmarama or fixed in trance, taking shelter of this maya or internal energy. Devotional service or bhakti yoga is the function of the internal energy. Thus, there is no place for inferior energy or material energy just as there is no place for darkness in the effulgence of spiritual light. Such internal energy is even superior to the spiritual bliss attainable in the conception of impersonal Brahman. It is stated in the Bhagavad Gita that the impersonal Brahman effulgence is also an emanation from the absolute personality of God at Sri Krishna. The Parama Purusha cannot be anyone except Sri Krishna himself as be explained in the later shlokas. Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurulamlitam Yena Tasmaim Shri Guruve Namaha So, the context of this chapter itself, it says the son of Durona punished, uh, is leading to the, the, the story of how Bhagavatam came into effect. So, towards the end of the Mahabharata war, as we know, where the Kauravas are losing the battle already, and which is already done, Ashwatthama comes and he slays the sons of Draupadi who are sleeping. And it is said according to Shastra that to even kill an enemy 
or harm an enemy when he is an inebriated state or when he is sleeping is against dharma. The whole purpose of the Kurukshetra war itself is because of the lack of dharma. As the first shloka of Bhagavad Gita says, dharma shetre kurukshetre samaveta yudhichsavaha. So, what Ashwatthama did is actually against dharma. And for that, as we know, once Ashwatthama does this cowardly act, Arjuna goes and chases him. And they bind him and bring him to Draupadi. But Draupadi being a, a person who understands Vedic knowledge and Shastra, she actually asks Ashwatthama first to be released even when he is bound like this. Because the reason is, it is only due to Ashwatthama, Ashwatthama is called Droni, who is son of Drona. Only because of their fa- his father that the Pandavas were able to master all this archery and the different skills for military battle. So he, she asked them to give them the respect. But of course, according to Dharma, he has to be punished. So certain punishments are given where, uh, you know, as part of this, where his jewel is removed and, uh, you know, he is born with leprosy and all that stuff. But prior to this, there's something happens that where Ashwatthama actually goes and he shoots the Brahmastra because very few people had the ability to invoke Brahmastra itself. And he shoots it at basically Maharaja Paritikshit's mother. But because Lord Krishna is present, he is able to save the child in the womb. It is said actually that every child in the womb of the mother is protected by Bhagwan himself because he is present as Paramatma. But this is a unique situation where Lord Krishna is present himself physically, not as Paramatma, but himself as Swayam. And he is able to protect the, the, the child. And there comes the story of how Vyasadeva comes and he makes Bhagavatam and how the Kuruksha, how Maharaja Paritikshit comes and Bhagavatam is written. So in terms of Dharma, as we see here, what is according to Dharma, there is Shastra which is given by Vedas and Upanishads. But the ultimate goal of all Vedas is to understand, as said in the purport, is Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samatma Sudurlabhaha. Only that is the ultimate goal of human life. People, we may progress through multiple life forms of birth, of animals, plants, species, as jivatmas take according to their karma and multiple human births. But the real aspect of human life is to do devotional service to Bhagavan. As said here, the devotional service, very interestingly written, Vyasadeva is not an ordinary person. Linking his devotional service without any tinge of materialism. That is what is called pure bhakti yoga. Anya vilashita shunyam devotional service which is done without expectation of return for anything that is actually the true goal when you love someone you cannot expect something in return then that becomes business you don't love your mother or father for something parents don't love yes as we know this is material universe but that love is always there unalloyed Similarly, that is the feeling we should develop for Bhagavan. Now, as said here, there is Antaranga Shakti, Bhairanga Shakti, Tathastha Shakti, which is internal potency and external potency of Bhagavan. But all of this energy is completely under the control of Bhagavan himself. 
So I said here that where there is uh, light, there cannot be any darkness or effulgence. I mean, there is a saying in Hindi, we say, Jahan surya hoye, andhakar nahi hai. Means where there is sunlight, there cannot be darkness. There is no dualism about this statement. If sunlight is present, then there cannot be any darkness. When sun rises in the universe in the morning, there is no darkness. So this is the beauty of Shastra itself, which tells us that by doing devotional service and surrendering to Bhagawan, we cannot, uh, they cannot be, the tinge of external potency should not come and affect us. But for that, one has to surrender. One has to practice devotional service. One has to chant Bhagavat Nama Sankirtanam. This is the actual way of elevating oneself. And so, as Prabhupada said, if you either, you can you can become servant of Maya or you can become servant of Bhagavan. Maya Devi is not supposed to be derogated. She is actually, the, she is herself is a great devotee. Uh, you know, and her job is to make sure this universe also has to run. But at the same point, we can pray for her so that we are not misguided and directed to devotional service. That is the right attitude to actually even pray to her rather than being afraid of her. We don't teach fear uh, in Vedic Shastra. It is not a question of fear. It is a question of getting blessings. That is what is more important. Many people, of course, uh, as Vaishnavisms, we may pray to Lord Krishna and Vishnu Tattvas, uh, but doesn't mean, as said, uh, one of the offenses, we chant the ten offenses, right? So, blaspheme in the Vedic literature, literature and persons of Vedic version, or to even blaspheme uh, other devatas, because they are all functioning under Bhagwan Krishna's control. So, we can't just say that, uh, you know, oh, this devata is like this, is king. no, we have our own karma. We take a particular body, we undergo certain things in our life. I may look like this today, my color of my skin is like this because of my karma. It is my desire. It is not what Bhagavan wanted. We decided what we want. The, the intelligent person, one has to come to realize that it is not what the past which has happened. It's the going forward what you have to realize. What is your journey ahead? And that is what will take us ahead to get out of this cycle of birth and death. And to go back to Bhagawan's abode. So that is the gist and summum as why it is given an example as how Vyasadeva is able to at least is, is able to meditate on Bhagawan's internal potency himself because he is situated only already in that level. So uh, in terms of dharma, uh, you know, in two days we have uh, Ramnami, which is coming three days. Uh, and also today, of course, according to Nakshatithi, uh, we say it's Ramana Jayanti, but tomorrow actually is the day for Ramana Jayanti. So, even according to, uh, uh, we, we celebrate Ramana Jayanti or appearance of Ramana Jacharya, uh, you know, he is the foremost Acharya of Sri Sampradayam. And even we can see as how the examples he has uh, taught about his own lifestyle and what happened. So, for example, in, in Ramanujacharya's case, his parents, uh, Asuri Kesavacharya and Kantimati, were long time not having a child. And they went to Periyanambi and said, you know, we are wanting to have a child. So, it was suggested they did do penance and uh, 
they get a child. So, when Ramanuja himself was born, uh, he had very auspicious marks on his body. And also at the same time, Ramanuja's uh, mother has a sister and she also got a child called Govinda. So, she was, the child was born like a younger brother. So, the word meaning for Ramanuja, Anuja in Hindi or Sanskrita means a younger brother. So, Ramanuja means someone who is a younger brother. So, Ramanuja is actually incarnation of Adithesha. We say Balarama or Nityananda Prabhu. So, he is actually an expansion of that. And he took an avataram uh, for a reason. So, as a young child, he is growing up. Uh, and his birthplace is, called, is in Sri Paramadur, which most people know today is close to Chennai. That's where his birthplace was. Uh, it so happened that Yadav Prakash, as he was growing up in Kanchipuram, uh, there was a teacher called Yadav Prakash. And he was actually learning all the Shastras. And growing up, uh, Ramanuja was able to pick up everything. I mean, he is not an ordinary personality as an incarnation. But as part of the Leela itself, it so happened that Yadav Prakash becomes very, very envious of his own disciple. Uh, and it so happens, and Govinda is his cousin. So, some of these disciples, and in those days, uh, Kanjipuram and other places were also places where Advaita, uh, Advaita philosophy was also preached. Now, one thing we must say that we cannot say Advaita is, yes, it is the, imperson- it is the worship of the impersonal Brahman, but doesn't mean that those people are against Vedic philosophy. There is a misconception which people think that they are uh, against, there are those who are agnostic and atheistic, uh, but people are Advaitis philosophy, they are still following Vedic Shastra and culture. They may be, according to Shankaracharya, what has an incarnation has happened to remove Buddhism, but they still follow aspects of uh, Vedic Shastra. So he was still learning all Veda Shastras and everything. And it so happened that uh, Yadav Prakash becomes quite envious that his own disciple is becoming more famous than him. And this is just a boy of 12 years. So it so decided that uh, he conspired with some of his other disciples, uh, uh, his own his disciples, to say, let us get rid of Ramanuja, let us plan for a pilgrimage to go to north and we'll try to kill him in the Ganges or something. Now, as they have started their journey itself, uh, Ramanuja's cousin comes to know about this and he wants Ramanuja. So, uh, in the middle of the night, he asks Ramanuja to go and run away into the forest, right? So, uh, obviously, as a young 12-year-old, he just runs away into the forest and he falls asleep. The next morning, when he wakes up, he actually finds a, a, hunt, a, a hunter couple. You know, like in those days, there are people who used to catch those birds. So, there was a couple. And the couple was actually, you know, the, the man was quite feeble. Not feeble, I would say slim, little dark skin. And uh, he actually says to them, they wake up, who are you, where are you from? He said, he narrates what has happened. He says, I want to go back to my village, which is Kanchipuram, where I, where I stay with my parents. They said, we are going for a pilgrimage to Rameshwaram, so why don't you come along with us? So it so happens that, uh, you know, they walk for the whole day and they take rest. And uh, next morning when they wake up, uh, the wife of the hunter asks for some water. You know, so Ramanuja goes and fetches water from the river to give to her. He goes once, she says, I'm still thirsty, so he goes twice, he goes third time. And again he goes four times because she still feels thirsty. When the fourth time he comes back with the water, the couple have discovered, uh, dis- disappeared actually. And he's a little astonished and shocked. And uh, 
also in in, in this aspect also initially when ramanuja meets this hunter couple he is a little apprehensive you know as a young young person who sees some stranger like this but he is inherently drawn to the qualities he remembers all this and he continues walking and in in a short while he just the start of the next day itself he walks he sees that the tower of the uh, a temple and the moment he comes out of the forest pretty soon he actually finds his already in kanjipuram and then he go he is quite astonished because he was a far away ahead a uh, couple of days or weeks and then uh, then he realizes that this is actually uh, shri manarayana and lakshmi devi itself who came as the as the hunter couple and basically stayed with him so this is what happened now as yadava praka uh, you know many months go and then because those days there is no flight there is no car you know so people used to go by walk and everything so a couple of months later yadav prakash comes back actually and he is astonished to find manuja there uh, back there he doesn't say anything much but he still continues to accept him uh, based on what ramanuja is doing as his disciple but as time goes on uh, ramanuja's popularity also continues increasing more and more and uh, at some point it so happens there is a discussion on a debate on a chandogya upanishad uh about where you know in the afternoon where the students are discuss are uh, are actually uh, discussing about you know like the eyes of the personal of bhagwan and the way it says kapishwaram the the way it is interpreted is it as is like the eyes of the the, uh, the interpretation given by the disciples and uh, yadavacharya is basic uh, uh, is is like the eyes of the the lotus side of the lord are equivalent like the monkey's rear end that is how they interpret it when ramanuja is actually uh, he is fanning his uh, his guru tears start flowing out of his eyes and his guru asks him what is the reason for this he says i feel so disappointed that the interpretation given for the beautiful eyes of the lord are equivalent to like a monkey's rear end so yadav prakash becomes very very Uh, agitated and angry and basically says uh, if you have a better explanation give it so in sanskrita as you know the way one can interpret vidyaya and logic it can be explained differently so he actually explains the effulgence of the sun and coming through the lotus is how how the beautiful eyes of the lord are so it says chakshur if you want to know the exact verse in purusha suktam it says uh, chakshur suryo ajayatha so is mukhat indra mukhad indrascha agnischa chakshuru suryo ajayata the eyes of the lord are like the brilliant sun and shaped like the lotus so of course as time goes on yadavacha uh, yadavprakash understands that ramanuja's popularity is growing and uh, he says basically that if this is how you feel then you don't come here anymore to learn so he actually pays obeisances to the spiritual master and uh, he actually uh, starts teaching in his own stuff it so happens that uh now he is uh without a guru at the same time kanji uh, ramanuja is in kanjipuram and in srirangam uh where lord ranganatha is residing right uh there yamunacharya is a very elevated vaishnava is present and in a short summary i would say that uh, towards the end of his life uh he has lot of disciples and followers but he has lot of unfinished works which are present to be done 
so he actually sends his uh, disciple mahapurna to go fetch ramanuja from srirangam uh, srirangam is called just for people to know it is called bhuloka vaikuntham and the, the vigraha of ranganatha is the one which was worshipped by lord rama himself actually so it so happened that this this vigraha itself is coming from that time today also it is as it is and it so happened that brahma did a penance and then it came to ikshvaku manu and then it is passed to dasharatha and lord rama actually continued worshipping the vigraha after the end of uh, the the war with ravana when uh, the patavigasham of rama, rama happens in ayodhya vibhishana also comes so in order to give this uh, so bhagwan rama he gives actually this vigraha to vibhishana to take along with him for worship and in short story he carries the vigram along with him but as he is passing through the kaveri river uh he puts the deity you know like the morning the night before he puts uh, the deity to uh, rest there and the next morning he goes into the river kaveri to perform all his uh, practices vedic practices and then when he comes back after his bath and everything and puja he tries to lift the deity the lift deity doesn't move so it is it is located there it is and is facing towards vibhishana so that and it is said that vibhishana still comes some people say every once in 12 years or every day in the afternoon to come to do puja to ranganatha himself uh, so this is the the deity there so there uh, yamuna uh, yamunacharya or alavandar as he is called he asks for mahapurna his disciple to go and get ramanuja uh, by the time ramanuja comes actually uh, yamunacharya uh, quits his body and goes back to vaikuntham uh, when mahapurna and uh, ramanucharya heard this news as soon as they come back here they are very very uh, how do you say uh, pained by losing the association of vaisnava and ramanuja wanted to meet him it so happens that uh, in his hand three of his fingers actually were clenched uh, or uh, sorry like this held and uh, his disciples didn't know what they meant so uh, they were clenched like this so that time ramana speaks spontaneously that there are three things actually one of them is uh, he wanted ramanuja to write the commentary of sri basya uh, or vedanta sutra every 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 vaishnava sect or acharya we have every one of them uh, has written a, a commentary of uh, vedanta sutra so he wanted ramanuja to write that secondly he wanted to make sure that there is a you know <coughs> there is a there is a there is a or the 12 alvars before who are present ramanuja himself and even before the previous acharyas uh, namalvar was one of the acharya and alvar and he had a verse called tirvarmani so uh, yamunacharya wanted ramanuja to write an exploration work explanation of this shastra and the third he wanted uh, because the names of vedavyasa and parashara muni uh, were not fully propagated he want he wanted their names to be also glorified so yam uh, ramanacharya said he is going to go and name uh, in the course of time have named two disciples of his who will be uh, spreading this vedic philosophy at that time the three clenched fingers of yamunacharya opened up and so they understood this is divine revelation at that point uh, 
ராமானுஜாச்சாரியம்பிடர்ஃபார்மிஸ்ட்டிலிட்டிஸ்ட்டிலிட்டிஸ்ட்டிலிட்டிஸ்ட்டிலிட்டிஸ்ட்டிலி
when one is about to die, that one can remember the Lord out of his own will. To, re- to even think about Bhagavan, one needs his kataksham. That is the reality. We are only instruments. That is actually the real. Every service we perform, that is why it is said, devotional service is to be done without expectation, which means, it is everything is his. Even the offering is his. The result is his. It is for his enjoyment. That should be the real goal of bhakti. So, that's what it means. That one is about to quit one's body. The surrender is like that. Like Pralada. Pralada didn't worry about whether he is going to get killed. He didn't worry about, am I supposed to think of Bhagavan? He's always thinking of Bhagavan. Then, you know, as, uh, you know, this, this basically shows that even Lord Rama and then coming to Vibhishana, right, he performs Sharanagadi to Vibhishana. He says, uh, the Charma Shlokam for Rama is, Sakurdeva Prapanaya Tavasmiti Chayachate Abhayam Sarvabhute Vyo Dadami Etat Pratam Mamaha. One thing about Lord uh, Bhagavan Rama is, his bow never misses the mark. If a bow is shot, it will find its mark. That's how it is. Uh, so, it is a word he gives because what happens is, you know, when Hanuman goes to Lanka and comes back, Vishana is is pious compared to all the other people in, in uh, you know, in Lanka. Uh, and Vishana along with few of his generals and soldiers, they come along. And immediately on the shore when the Vanara see, the first doubt is this is an enemy, he could be a spy. But Hanuman says, no, I mean, uh, it's not the case. So, that's when Rama explains that even if an enemy comes to my shelter, even if Ravana were to come, right now I will forgive him. See, Rama is called, uh, it said, Dharma Rakshati Rakshitaha. Dharma protects those who uphold Dharma. So that is the that is the beauty of Rama itself. So uh, in this case, that is how Sharanagati is done by Vibhishana. And in same thing in Gita too, uh, he tells Arjuna, Sarva Dharma Parityagyam Amekam Sharanam Vaja. So that is another surrender, the process of surrender. If once you have done it, if we rely on his protection, then why we don't need to take extra effort? So that is the meaning of Antima Smriti Marjanam. That is called complete surrender. The faith is in him. Then the fourth is, the fifth point he says is, Deha Vashane Mokshanam Cha, which means, Moksham can only be attained uh, once we quit our body. There are some people who say, uh, you know, not, I won't say in, in our Vedic Shastras, there are inter, sometimes incorrect interpretation given by people that you can attain Moksham in this body. No, it cannot. As I think even in this purport, uh, I don't remember where it is said, but uh, to enter uh, Vaikuntam, we can say Goloka Vaikuntam, you have to cross Virajanadi. You cannot cross Virajanadi in this body. This body is material uh, and it will decay. In order to get that, you have to get a spiritual body. So, he again confirms that one attains, goes back to Bhagawan's abode when one quits one body. That's what it is. The Jivatma is always the same. And the sixth instruction he gives is Mahapurna Samshraya, which means you should take, uh, you know, Diksha or initiation from an Acharya like Mahapurna. 
So these are the six instructions actually. Uh, in fact, Varadaraja Paramal doesn't talk directly. The deity doesn't talk directly to Ramanuja. He talks to the person who's fanning the deity. And they basically conveys this to Ramanuja. And so then, this is how it progresses. The pastime itself, the Leela of Ramanuja progresses, right? I mean, this is there's a lot of things to share, but in the context of this, and so happens after some time, uh, Ramanujacharya decides he's, he's still a grahastha and eventually he decides to take the sannyasa diksha. So he actually goes to uh, Vardaraj Parmal and he puts his head and says, I am surrendering to you and uh, and that's what it is. Now the answer is this, that uh, this can only be done by someone who is an, you know, uh, an avataram like that who comes. For us, that's not that's not allowed. We have to go through an acharya. That is that is a recommended process. We have to have a guru. Uh, so this is a little bit of the pastime to show about how Ramanujacharya lived exemplarily of his life and disciple and what he preached. Now the, there is something which I, so in terms of what I would like to at least share a little bit more is <coughs> when when uh, eventually uh, Ramanujacharya comes back to Sri Rangam. And there, he actually performs, he talks to Ranganada deity and uh, to Sri Devi, to, to Lakshmi Devi. Now, questions, why did he perform Saranagati to Lakshmi Devi? Well, you know, generally, the father can always be quite strict. But the mother is un- ready to un- uh, forgive the blemishes of the child and talk to the father. So, that's the reason why. Now, some people also question to say, in many temples you would see in South India is, uh, why Lakshmi and Sri Devi are separate? Sometimes they are together, but sometimes they are, they are they are kept in a separate vigraha. You know, Garbhagraham, what we say. I won't say halt. Garbhagraham is the right word uh, compared to where Bhagawan is there. Why? Because imagine uh, you have done some mischief and you go to your father and your mother is beside you and you tell your, your mother, okay, I did this. I don't think the mother can pacify the the father when they are together. So you have to first go to the mother privately and tell your mistake. So that's the reason. So that the, the purpose of that is different. The bhavam is different. So uh, in fact, when he, when uh, Ramarja actually prays to, uh, there are a few points which I would say, which is very important actually to, to share, is when he says, why, uh, he says, Parmartika Bhagavad Charanala Yunga Ekantika Kartyanta Param Bhakti Paragyana Parama Bhakti. So it says he prays to Lakshmi Devi Ramanuja. First he says what is Parag Parabhakti? What is Parabhakti? Parabhakti is the vision. The vision to have to see the Lord. To at least have the desire and vision. Then comes Paragyana. Paragyana means once you are desiring for that vision to see Bhagavan, then you can perceive, you get knowledge. And then Parama Bhakti, he says. Parama Bhakti means once you have the knowledge and you have the desire, that vision should be continuous without a break. That is called Parama Bhakti. So he prays like this that I should get this kind of desire to continuously and constantly associate and always perceive and see the Lord, to, to see Bhagavan in front of me. So this is how he prays actually to uh, to Lakshmi Devi. 
So this is in in the prayer. As further, he he actually shares a few other points. I would say is ananya prayojana niravata means it is without a break. It is continuous. There is no blemish in in Bhagwan. These some of the qualities he starts actually telling about these and in his prayer. And then he describes about the associates of Bhagavan and everything. So this goes to show that, uh, I mean, Ramanujacharya, from his childhood to what uh, to the pastime of Vittarukuchinambi and to praying to Ranganada to get the mercy of Bhagavan and to do Prapati and Saranagati, he expounds Bhakti Yoga and uh, reaches this across all of India itself as much as possible. So we can see that Ramaja tried to show the path of Bhakti Yoga and that's why it is, uh, you know, we say, as we say, as our Zachintya Beda Tattam, Sivayashtam is called Vishishtadvaitam. That's what it is called. Uh, also, just to say, as I was sharing the, the Leela of Ramayana about uh, Hanuman going back to Lanka with Sita, as we are all aware, uh, you know, in couple of days, Ram Nami is coming. And uh, one of the most beautiful past, uh, the Leela in Ramayanam itself is called Sundara Gandam. It is a aspect where Hanuman goes to Lanka to meet Sita. And it is called Sundara Gandam for a reason. Everything is called Yuddha Gandam, Ayodhya Gandam and everything. Only that is called Sundara Gandam. And many people, of course, read in these last 10 days, they read Sundara Gandam as a part. They read, uh, that, some people read the whole Ramayana, some people at least read Sundara Gandam. Uh, very beautiful in in this uh, aspect of Ramayana, which uh, uh, when Valmiki actually, which also I would like to share, is the whole shloka of Ramayana actually starts very interestingly. It so happens that one Valmiki is with his disciple, and he actually see he uh, he actually sees uh, two crane, two crane birds, you know. You know, in in mating aspect of thing, and then basically, unfortunately, a hunter comes and shoots one of the arrow to one of the bird, and he actually kills the bird. And immediately, moment the pain which uh, Valmiki sees when those when the bird gets killed, its spouse gets killed. Actually, he he, he says the word Ma Nishada Pratishtitam Twagama Shashwati Samaha Yat Kraunchama Mithuna Dekam Avadi Kama Mohitam. So. What he says, actually what he means by, uh, he immediately actually says, the, the meaning of this is, he basically curses the hunter or who killed the bird, Krauncha, uh, you know, which was engaging with its spouse. And then at some point, you know, he is with his actually disciple Bharadwaja, Bharadwaja. And he says, did you realize what I just said? Because as a sage, uh, this is something, you know, to curse someone or whatever, that is an aspect of, you know, annihilation which Lord Shiva takes care how did this even come out of my mouth but that is providence it, that, it has to so happen like that that this word has to come out from Valmiki's mouth but in Sanskrita what happens is once actually the way it is defined if you break it correctly then the same shloka is interpreted differently it says ma nishada pratishtitam Twagama Shashwati Sama Yad Karunchama Dekam Avadi Kamahoitam. It actually means he, he actually explains it very beautifully. He says, 
O abode of Mahalakshmi, may you be glorified forever and ever because you have been a conduit for bringing an attachment in sensuous manners to objects. So, the relationship, the first sloka of Ramayana itself is material universe is created because of desire and lust. And that aspect of what he says is the example used where, you know, two, uh, two crane birds are, you know, trying to procreate. But that is the cause of material universe. But he actually, in Sanskritam, the, the meaning of this shloka is, is basically to Sita Devi. That's what it is. The whole purpose of Ramayana itself to rescue Sita. That is what it is. <laughs> in fact, without, one should understand that uh, people think externally about what happened to Sita Devi. That is all from a material sense. Without the aspect of Sita going, all of this would have not happened. And so he actually says, you brought an end to this crude way of indulging in life needs and for lustful gratifications of life. May you live long. May you. Be... So he actually praises Sita Devi. So the beauty of Ramayana coming itself is, that is the beauty of the shloka. So that really explains how the first shloka of Ramayana itself comes and what is the real meaning of it. And that is why when Vibhishna also comes and uh, he surrenders, Rama is able to say that even if Ravana were to come, I will forgive him. So, this is in gist about, uh, you know, today about uh, Ramanavicharya and uh, Ramayana, which is coming, at least the first shlokam. We can talk forever, but I would just end the class here today. If uh, any thoughts, comments, uh, otherwise we can end today. Okay, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Chai.